Yo, 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 what's good? This is DJ Odyssey, and you're tuned in to the No Pole Podcast. And today I'm joined by special guest Keon Bell. What's up, man? How's what's everything? What's good? What's good? Everything's good, man. Thank you for uh, for having me, for sure. Nah, most definitely. It's definitely a pleasure to have you here in the studio. How's your day going so far? It's going. Day's going. Days are kind of running together now, but um, it, it's, it's going, <laughs> so I can't complain yet. I feel that. You've been busy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to make sure that we stay busy. So we just dropped the deluxe project, uh, You're In My Dream, and that's doing really well right now. So um, dropped a video to go along with that, along with other videos that we're planning for. So along with making two more albums. <laughs> so, yeah. We oh, you've busy. definitely been working then. Working, working, to say the least. Working, working. Most definitely. Can we expect one of those albums to drop before the end of the year? Or? That's the that's the plan. <laughs> All right. No, 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 no. That's the, that's the plan. I ain't going to front you. That's the plan. All right. Um, so, yeah, we we trying to do a little something special before the end of this year, and then okay. we're going to keep the momentum going top of the year with a full with a little full lift, something. So without letting the cat out the hat, out the bag or bottle, whatever, uh, too much, that's the plan. Most definitely, most definitely. So let's get started. Let's get started. So you're a rapper from the Crenshaw District. Yep. Have you been living there your entire life? Mm-hmm. I lived there my entire life um, um, up until I went to college. And I went up the street to Malibu to college. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. So you uh, didn't go far from home then? Nah. Um, nah, not at that time. But, yeah, I'm from Crenshaw District, born and raised, went to college in Malibu. Then I went to, I transferred, went to Missouri, did the whole, like, abroad thing because I was playing sports. Um, when I came back to the States, I went right back to the district. So, district born and raised for sure. Most definitely. How would you say the district had an impact on you growing up and also your music? Um, the the district had an impact on me, um, just because the way that I that I specifically was like brought up, um, within the environment. Like, of course, you got what's the norm there. It's very blue side. <laughs> it's the, very much so a blue side of L.A. Um, of course, like all my family members was engulfed in that. Um, but we all, when I grew up, we all like lived in a, um, a two bedroom apartment. It was like all 24 of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wear like family on my sleeve for sure. Like I'm a very family oriented guy. Um, in regards to like my music, um, also I get like different variations and different styles, different interests from different people, like within my family. Cause we were all in the same house. Right. Okay. So I got my aunt and she was like a huge like Gerald Levert fan. Okay. Then I got my mom who's a huge gospel music uh, fan. Then I got my older cousin Jarrell. For him, he was like a fan of like all the rap stuff. So I kind of got sampled a little bit of taste from everywhere, which is why the music is so like diverse. Um, I would say. Mm, that's very dope. That's yeah. very dope. I was just about to ask you what was your family playing and if you picked from that. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, all the time. It it was it was a fight for the TV. Like it was literally when I bro, and I tell you it was twenty four of us like in, in a two bedroom part. It was a fight for the TVs, for the refrigerator for space in the refrigerator shower. So like whoever wake up first, they controlling the TV. So if I had like my cousin Taryn, if she would wake up first, we listening to like Ashanti because she was into the whole like. When when Murder Inc was popping, oh, yeah, I want to yeah. be your chick. Like she <laughs> she would have that on loop like all day. If if my um, cousin Twyon got it, like of course we listened to some gangster rap. Uh, so it would vary. And I and as a kid, like I was interested in all of it. So I pulled inspiration from everywhere. Most definitely. So when would you say you first started music? <laughs> I first started music, man. Actually, I started doing gospel music because my mom was well into okay. gospel music. And I told her I wanted to do music. She was like, well, if you're going to do music, this is what the hell you're going to do. So, <laughs> <laughs> Were you part of the church choir? Of course. Of, of course. course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like every urban singer, I say this all the time, like every urban singer you have to have started in the church. If you don't, I don't I don't trust you as a singer. But yeah, I started singing in the church. I, was, I actually started a little gospel group like with my cousins and that didn't last <laughs> um, but then I would say like I seriously started doing it um like around 2013 2014. Okay, so. most definitely, most definitely. So, you alluded to it a little bit earlier, but you're a former pro athlete. You yep. actually played basketball in Germany. Mm-hmm. You know, how did you how did you get there? Um, I played ball like my whole life, like my entire life. I ultimately like went to two different schools and two different scholarships playing ball. Um and after that, um, you know, the whole, the usual thing, you get an agent, you try to go to the NBA route. If it don't work, you try to overseas thing for a little bit. So that's how I got into it. Fresh out, 
out of college after University of Missouri, I went to Italy and I started playing there. And then from there, the contracts just started picking up other places. So I went to Italy, Israel, Russia, Poland, Germany, just bouncing around, just trying to get a little check real quick. That's crazy. Yeah, it's actually really wild. So, like, what were those? What was that experience like being overseas, just immersed in all those different cultures? Man, I'm so glad you asked me that because I was just talking about this on Twitter the other day. Because um, a lot of people, especially within our society right now, they put a huge emphasis on traveling, and I think that is so true. Like every every especially young person, you should travel, get experiences from different cultures, and figure out like what it's like um, over there. But one thing that Traveling at such a young age really taught me was what my passion was. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I'm over there playing basketball professionally, and that's a great gig. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a great, like, job to have. And because I couldn't release, like, my art content, like, I was I was kind of, like, I don't want to really use depressed because that is, like, you know, a very serious, like, state or a very serious mental state, but I was very close to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm blocked, I got all this, like, art, like, encapsulating in me that I can't, like, release. So I wasn't as happy. And it, it kind of got me to arrive at, like, what I really want to do, like, with myself and, like, with my life. So, like, I would just be over there watching, like, YouTubes and, like, Will Smith be motivating me to, like, quit my job and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now Will Smith, the reason I started rapping, nah. Uh, but, yeah, nah, man, that um, traveling um, at such a young age really just got me to arrive at the point, like, hey, if this is what you want to do, man, go, go ahead and go for it because it's clear that you're not going to be happy doing nothing else. So was that, would you say that's the main motivating factor which made you decide to pursue music full-time? Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt, man. Because if you put, like, literally, dude, I'm a, I was a young kid. I was 20, like, 21 at the time. If if a kid is traveling abroad, getting paid to do it, like, living on the coast of Italy, and you're still unhappy, bro, and you, you, you need to be doing something else. So yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. Any favorite part? Over around the world in particular that you like? Israel, man. Israel? I loved Israel. I, I, I always say this. Ultimately, I'm probably going to end up moving back there. Like when I'm all old and gray and stuff. Well, I don't know. It's the social climate over there is kind of wild, right? <laughs> it's, a, it's a little hot, it, man. It's kind of wild. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, wild. It's, it's, it's kind of wild. But they, they clubs was fire. Like they clubs stay open until like 6 in the morning. They play all American music. Uh, they treat like the Americans like rock stars over there. The food's good. All the women are shaped like crazy. Oh, shaped like ridiculous like all the bodies like that people are buying over here they got them over there for the free so yeah most definitely <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to make a joke but i'm like i, I was <laughs> i was like let me just cancel culture <laughs> right i'm just like let me be very cancel let me be very aware of what i'm about to say anyways <laughs> so with being a former athlete do you take your routine as an athlete and apply it to the music i apply it to everything i don't know can i curse of course. Okay, cool. There's a lot of stuff. Out. Yeah, no. Nah. I apply it to everything, man. Like, next play mentality in everything. It's kind of got me... It's gotten me out of a lot of stuff, but it's probably got me into as much shit as it's gotten me out of. Because mm-hmm. whatever... I'm very, like, reactive. So whatever I get myself into, it's always, all right, that happened, like, what's next? So in regards to, like, you know what I'm saying, chasing a dream within, like, music, is you get told a lot of no's. Like, you get a lot of doors, like, slammed in your face. If ultimately you believe what you're doing is, like, your path in life, like, you got to keep ticking, you got to keep going, next play mentality. There's so many different people that have been told no. Like, I was watching YouTube the other day, and it was talking about Drake and how he was in a, um, um, what was talking about this at the studio, huh? How he was in, like, a group with somebody, I think it was Melanie Fiona or something like that, Mm -hmm. and they ultimately ended up kicking Drake out the group, like, and the manager told him, like, yo, uh, music is not for you, like, try something else. And Drake's the biggest artist in the world right now. And so you can imagine if somebody to that level got told no so many times, like you just got to have a next play mentality and keep it, keep it moving. You know, that always makes me wonder how many great artists of this generation we just never heard of because, you know, they get rejected once and then they just call it quits and hang it up. Especially in today, like it's such like a microwave era. Like you got to have music out all the time. Like the baby just dropped the album. He's already promoting music for his next project which is why he is always successful and he will always remain successful i got so many friends whose music i like love and appreciate you know what i'm saying but Mm -hmm. they will they will let certain things that are are occurring in their everyday life just make them stop doing music for like six months you don't have that luxury as an artist that's a big fall-off period yeah like real what like especially with like social media climate right now if you don't see somebody post nothing for six months you damn near think they dead 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Do you think that's kind of wild when you think about it? It's wild, but it's life. Life's wild. <laughs> it's wild, but do, do you want to do music or not? Nah, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Especially on yeah. social media. I feel like, you know, one day feels like a week. One week feels like a month. A month yeah. is like a year. It's life, dog. I mean, you, you got you to gotta deal with it. Like, and that's why, like, people's songs are a lot shorter, like, dealing with... Because streams matter right now. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If you want to join the game, you got to study the game and adapt. That's life. No excuses. You can't feel sorry for nobody. Most definitely. So earlier you mentioned the baby. Is that yep. one of your favorite artists? Or yeah, I love the baby, man. Um, yeah, I just did. Did you do your Apple replay this yes, year? Yes, I did do my who, Apple. Who was your five? Who's in your five? So let me pull this out. Yeah. So while I'm pulling mine out, who are your uh-huh. five? My five. <laughs> well, it was four. <laughs> It was four because for whatever reason, I don't know how it happened. I like streamed 119 hours of myself. So not counting me, it was the baby. It was baby came. It was future. And I don't remember who the fifth one was. Let me pull it out. Let me. I don't remember who the fifth one was exactly. You stream how many hours of yourself? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, self-love. Huh? Huh, well, wait, hey man, you gotta be your own biggest fan. <laughs> That's out here. what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not knocking the hustle, man. Yeah, it was Future, the baby, baby came, and Drake. Some of like the others was like Lil Uzi, YNW, Melly, The Weeknd, uh, Mustard, Young Thug, Schoolboy Q, Roddy, Nipsey, Trey Songs. All right. Yeah, Gucci, so, D'Angelo. So yeah, very diverse. That's what's up. So I'll pull yeah. up mine. So I had Bad Bunny, Kanye oh, West, shit, wait. <laughs> Nipsey Hustle, Drake, Calvin Harris. Travis Scott, J Balvin, Burna Boy, Cole, and Mac. Oh, that's diverse for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's diverse for sure. Bro came out the gate swinging with Bad Bunny. Yo, Bad Bunny's on top of it right now. Only thing, I, and this is going to sound very uninformed, only thing I know about Bad Bunny is Bad Bunny, bye, bye, bye. That's the shit with Drake he got. That's all I know. But see, that's, that's <laughs> a, I feel like I run into that a lot. I'm like, yo, have you, do you guys listen to Bad Bunny? Like, who the hell is that? Like, oh, yeah, that one song with Drake. And I'm yeah. like, yo, Bad Bunny is like one of the biggest. Uh, artists in the world right now uh, and I feel like a lot of people just so you, so you telling me they not booing him at, at Golf Wing Fest I don't think that's his crowd <laughs> <laughs> they was wild for that no they was wild they speaking was wild. of that like how do you feel about Drake getting booed because I actually saw you tweet something yeah, and it man. picked up steam yeah 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 Um, I, I thought it was wild but it makes sense because you know that specific crowd and, bro, at Golf Warren, they, they be booing a lot of people. Like, they boo other people that day. Um, but I, I think it's mad disrespectful. Like, regardless of what you want to hear, who you came up there um, to see, regardless of who's on stage, I mean, it, it's just a little bit disrespectful mm. is, is what I feel like, especially to somebody, like, of that caliber. Not even that. It's just, like, if somebody is not performing the way you want them to perform, it's like, bro, I mean, just just deal with it, bear with it. Like, it's difficult for artists to be up there in the first place anyway. I can understand that. But for me, I was a little upset about it because, you know, Tyler, he books all of, you know, he books everybody himself. And a lot of them are his friends. So mm-hmm. to get Drake, it was like he probably had to ask him a big favor. And for that to happen, I'm like, yeah, I feel I feel bad for Tyler in that situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do, too. Uh, Tyler made some cool. Little, he made humor of the situation as best as Tyler knows how to. But, yeah, mm. there's no room for that. Most definitely, most definitely. So you were also recently featured on Reason's album. There you have it. You were featured on Drive Slow and Bottom. How did that come about? Um, Man, it's a lot, what a lot of people don't know, uh, Reason dropped that album some years ago. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> like, so he dropped it um, like late 2016, early 2017, and it's ultimately what got TDE's attention, right? Okay. And TDE was like, this project is so dope. We wanted to turn it into a TDE project. Um, so no, me and me and Reason, we we grew up together, um, playing sports together. Oh, okay. Um, so when I was still overseas hooping, he would send me a lot of his like music and okay. stuff like that, just just to get like my um opinion on it, like what I think, cause he respected like my musical um ear, and through that, like we grew like kind of like a friendship. He was one of the first people I told that I yo I'm I'm quitting hooping, I'm gonna do music full time. So. From there, our camps kind of circled up, and we start pushing our stuff as one big collective. So on my project that dropped before this, he's on that a lot. And on his project that dropped, I'm on that a lot. Not only am I on two features, but I'm the person that's doing all the skits and stuff on the project. Um, so, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> that's dope. So basically, our projects are damn near like two joint. It was like two joint projects. Um, and I had a, um, a song on my project called... Um, 
was she don't go uh and uh we shot a video for it a pretty high budget video like i put a lot of my hoop money into that video (laughs) (laughs) and we get to the shoot and reason got the part with like all the girls all the cars and everything i'm like what's going on and all my homies is telling me like yeah he watched you on this verse and i'm like what (laughs) i'm like y'all tripping like nah and then i started listening i'm like dang he kind of got me so the day after the shoot, he sent me a record he wanted me to do, which was Bottom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, like, no, nah, I got to fight back. So I pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> I got to fight back. I pulled out every punchline Next I had. Next mentality. <laughs> Next play. It's like, oh, man, he got me this one. I got to bring back. Yeah, no, nah, he got me. I had to fuck him up. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah no, nah, that's how Bottom came about. That's how we ended up getting them two fire verses on that song. So, but yeah, shout out to Reason S, bro. No, nah, that's really dope though. That's really yeah. dope that you have that relationship with Reason and that like both of y'all can just be honest about it, you know, yeah. about the music and everything like that. Yeah, without a doubt, especially like it, it's dope to have like a friend that'll tell you some shit trash too. Like it's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff I've sent him or he sent me, but yeah, that's that's not it. So okay. you got to appreciate that. How important is it to have people in your circle who just give you that blunt honest truth? Cuz a lot of artists, you know, surround themselves with yes men and they don't really get the reality. But how do you feel about that? That's the most important piece to long-term success within music Mm -hmm. um, is making sure that you remain true to the people that you came in the game with, bro. Because people will, it's so easy to get engulfed because you got so many of these like fake fans and these fake followers and whatever. People just following you for entertainment. They may not necessarily even support you. So if your artistry is not true to yourself, um, people are going to feel that inauthenticity. And authenticity is what drives music us today. Regardless of what it sounds like, regardless of how much lyrics it is, people want to actually feel something that feels like good content. So if you just got people telling you, oh, yeah, that's it, that's the one, bro, nah, you're going to be here today, going tomorrow. So Most definitely. Do you ever feel like there is temptation to not be authentic? Because, you know, the music industry, a lot of people take the inauthentic route to cut corners and just get that kind of instant gratification and just you know get that instant success but you know the real people who stay around the scene they just kind of stick to their path and just continue hashing out it depends on what you in music for Mm -hmm. if you in this thing to just get like a quick little check whatever that doesn't necessarily mean that it's that you're inauthentic that just means you know if you're if you are understand of what if you understand what you're rooted in it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not authentic but if you're trying one of those people that's trying to go down as you know, a creative artist that is considered to be on the the half of like the the better people that have done like music and you chasing the sound, that's that's not gonna work. Um and like you said, the people that ultimately like are icons, uh, culture shifters and people that are here for a long time, those are people that have created their own lane to where it's now like a type sound. Like if you go on YouTube, whatever, it's like of the weekend like type sound. Like mm-hmm. Drake has like a a type sound, like Kendrick like although they have their own lane that regardless of how that's why they can drop albums every two three years because it doesn't matter how long they're removed from the game like they are the creators of that lane of that sound so when they're back like people gonna tap in yeah so. most definitely and when you get to that lane i mean you can drop whenever you, know, you want not even that you could just drop some lucy's that you had previous years and then like still sell over a thousand units a yeah. hundred thousand units yeah yeah drake did that with care package and i was hella surprised yeah i mean that's drake though bro yeah. <laughs> hey, Drake different. Drake hella different. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Speaking of like you mentioned earlier, like you gotta understand what you're in the game for when it comes to music. What are you in the game for? I'm I'm doing this because I love doing it. Like I love music. Um I love not only do I love music, I just love creating. I love all elements of creating. Um, not to even like brag about ourselves because it's us, but every element of creation I love from the music, singing to the rapping, to creating um, our own, like, merchandise, to the videos that we do. Um, it's just I love creative content, skits skits, and all that. But, like, most of the artists that I love um, are, like, people within that, like, creative lane. Like, I'm a huge Andre 3000 fan. Like, I love how every time he dropped, it's a different, like, sound. Because mm-hmm. um, he's finding a way to, to come up, like, with good artistry with different, with every, like, element of life that he's evolving into and evolving from whatever it's always different um was previously a huge kanye fan he, he was the same way kendrick is like that as well like with each body of work you get like a new person because they're actually their sound is actually developing and evolving with them as a person so that's ultimately what i'm doing music for is that long term down the line i could kind of look back at it as like a, a diary or a journal whatever is this how it's feeling in that specific time so that's what's up so speaking about like you love creating, what is your creative process like? Like how do you get into the creative mode? Like what does that look like for you? It changes with every project. 
I want to say um, with the project that uh, we just dropped with the You Are In My Dream project, it was kind of, uh, it was me and, and TG who's in the building with us right now. It was our first like 100% cohesive project together. So with that, it was kind of figuring each other out um, and then pulling from different things that were occurring at the time and putting it into music because that was what I was going through that and that would what was what would have made the um the artistry authentic it's a lot of relationship problems on that album because that's what i was going through at the time um i feel like now in this new project that we're creating a lot of things like that will affect me or move me emotionally i'll just jot it down like in my notes and remember it um and then that's how i'm kind of using that as a creative tool now but the last project was very relationship driven for sure Mm, most definitely most definitely from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, how do you feel like you continue to develop and change as an artist? Um, I think I'm way more confident now. And it's crazy to say that because I'm a very confident person. <laughs> um, but, like, if you listen to, and I was doing that on a drive up here, if you listen to, like, uh, the You Are In My Dream project, mm-hmm. and then you listen to the You Are In My Dream deluxe, Mm-hmm. you can see the progression like from those first 10 songs to those um, next five songs like as an artist and just from staying in the studio and honing and creating like our own sound and from that to the stuff that we're creating now like with each with each different like segment you can feel like the confidence and the chemistry between me and TG like boosting mm-hmm. so. most definitely how important do you feel like it is to have that chemistry when it comes to the team around you it's the most important thing because I don't write I don't write, like, lyrics. I, I just go in the studio and just, you know what I'm saying? Off top? Yeah. Um, and if I'm not comfortable in the studio, in the setting, if the vibe's not there, you ain't going to get shit. You ain't going to get one song from me. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm very, like, I'm very, like, pro-vibe, like, vibe conscious. So, um, and that's, like, our best songs that we've made have been that. When it's all of us in the studio just jotting ideas and, um, like, I'll go in there. TG come up with the beat in 10 minutes because TG's fucking insane. Um, and then I'll come up like with a little like melody or whatever. Then you got Jay and Tubbs out there like, yo, you should say this. You should do this. You should say it like that. And you got Ryan. He'll put his pen on something and, mm-hmm. and Leia start singing. Like, that's that's how our best how our best stuff um, comes about. So although it's kind of like a quote unquote Keon Bell project, it's not just me like at all. Mm-hmm. It's everybody yeah. who came up with you as well. For sure. Yeah, it's the whole the whole team. Most definitely, most definitely. Speaking of just like that, you know, you definitely have to have good relationships with your team in order to develop great work. How important are relationships to you in this music industry? Because, you know. I'm bad with that. I don't like people. Really? Like, nah. <laughs> like, I'm a, I'm an only child and a Capricorn, so I'm like a very long. Like, <laughs> said, I'm a Capricorn. Yeah, so you already know what it is. Yeah, that we're very lone. Like, what, like we like to be alone, right? And it's yeah. a lot of times we go to events and I'll just post because I'm like a people watcher type of. I don't. You peep the scene? Yeah. Like, I don't even know if I would have started collabing if it wasn't for them. Uh um, oh. Yep. Yeah, man, you gotta tell the hoes you're working, man. Right? <laughs> no, We're gonna have to cut this out. <laughs> but nah, man, I'm I'm bad with that. Like, I don't, I don't, re- I'm bad with that. Even like with people that I like, like with my like demeanor and the um, body language I give off, I'm very like, yeah, I'm not the, the person that you kind of want to be friends with for real. I feel that. Are you working <laughs> on that? I try, dude. I try, but I stopped. <laughs> 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 People will take advantage of you, bro. Like, people will tell you, hey, you need to work on this and do this. And then they'll try to capitalize off of it. This is what I feel like. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm very protective of myself, of my space, of my aura type shit. You know what I'm okay. saying? So you'd be like, man, you need to you need to st- be more inviting of people. Like, be more trustworthy. And a motherfucker stab you in the back and some more type shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you protect your peace. Yeah, what I, yeah 10,000. 10,000 fucking percent. Got to. I, well, at least at least I've arrived at the train of thought that that's what I'm going to use as an excuse <laughs> to be anti-social. I was about to say, is there a previous experience or experiences that have led to you to just being like, yo, just... <laughs> I probably should go to therapy and find out. Um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know exactly what happened, but, like, throughout my whole... I don't know, man. I don't know. Do I like my whole, like, sports, like, background? I've always been told that by, like, coaches. Like, your body language is this, your body language is that. You look like you don't want to do this. You look like you don't want to do that. And it just got to a point where I was like, fuck it. This is just what I look like. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? 
I'm I'm the type of person like I'll go to events and shit and people come up to you, especially now because I don't, I don't drink. They be like, you look like you don't even want to be here. It's like, well, <laughs> like, what do you want me to do about that? That's what I look like, dog. I can't. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm a very bad networker, I guess. I feel it. I feel it. But speaking of networking, who are a couple artists that you would want to network in and potentially work with in the future? Uh, like, what are we talking? Are we talking in L.A. or are we talking on a large scheme of things? Uh, let's start with L.A. and then let's move on to a large scheme of things. I'm a fan of so many people in L.A. I feel like the music scene in L.A. right now is... is it's, it's popping. Very, it's booming. We're going through a booming. renaissance right now. We have... Big renaissance. Yeah. Big yeah. renaissance. It's very, like, reminiscent of, like... Uh, what was occurring with Kendrick Dom, YG, Casey Veggies, T Fly, like when all that was happening, yeah. it's very reminiscent to right now. Um, but I would say I'm a huge A Z Sway fan. Huge fan of A Z Sway. That motherfucker can rap his ass off. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I'm a fan of Kaylin, for real, for real. Yeah, dope artist. Uh Iman Europe. Um, who else? Um Kyle Banks, uh Corey C. Bro, I'm a, I, I fuck with everybody from L.A. Elijah Banks, uh, Asia from Compton. I think she's dope. Of course, everybody um, in the, uh, the winning team from the one takes. All the, everybody, bro. <laughs> like, I, no, it's everybody like, for real, yeah. Now, it's a beautiful thing to see how many great artists we have coming out of Los Angeles right now. Yeah. It's like the city's getting a really big spotlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as far as like a global side of things, I like all the people that can rap and sing at a high level. So I'm a huge fan of Big Baby Drum. I'm a huge fan of Childish Gambino. I love Lizzo's music. Um, I'm a huge Janae fan, man. Like, Janae's pen is crazy. You heard her new song with Big Sean? No, I haven't heard it yet. Oh, you sleep. Wait, which one is it? You sleep. It's called None of, uh, None of Your Concern. I'll definitely listen to it after this. Yeah, you big sleep. You big sleep. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I like people that could that can mix up the artistry for sure. Uh, big fan of the weekend too. I like Post Malone's new stuff, Young Thug, Future. I'm a huge Nelly fan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm, most definitely, most definitely. Could you potentially want to work with Janae in the future? Collaborate on what? Track? Without a doubt, we from the same spot. We both from Slauson. What? <laughs> Come on, we both Slauson singing relationship song making motherfuckers. <laughs> hey Janae, <laughs> if you're listening, let's make it happen. Right? Yeah, yeah. Come on, Janae, let's do it. Slauson ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Most definitely, most definitely. So I want to bring up that you were mentally re- like you were recently mentioned in the Joe Budden podcast as an artist to, artist to look out for. Yeah, what's what's that like? You know, how was how did you react when you first heard that? Because Joe Joe Budden's really critical of artists, so mm-hmm. to be on him, you know, to be receiving praise from him, how was how did you feel about that? It was dope. It was crazy um, because our following was nothing how it is like right now. So that was kind of like one of the things that really helped us, like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, gain some traction. Um, and the part of it that was dope was not only did they post it as a sleeper, but they said it was probably the best sleeper in like the last two years that they've had. So to me, that was that was like crazily mind blowing. And I'm a huge like fan of the show. Um, but yeah, it was crazy, too, because Joe, I don't know why Joe Budden got me blocked on Twitter. <laughs> so I was like, "That's crazy, Joe! Like, you gonna show?" He's my favorite in two years. Blocks. <laughs> That's how he show love, man. <laughs> like for real, Joe. What's the deal? Uh, nah, but I think he blocked me because I can't make on there. I'm not gonna get into it. <laughs> but yeah, nah. It was it was a crazy feeling for sure. No, that's what's up. You also had, you know, you also received some praise from Lauren Lent from Lauren London as well. What was that like? That was ridiculous, man. That was the the day that my family started taking my rap pictures. <laughs> <laughs> they wasn't fucking with me before. before really? That. Yeah, no, hell no. It was like Keon <laughs> crazy. Like he's got a little rap thing yeah, going on. Yeah, like, yeah, he stopped hooping the rap. That nigga's dumb. Uh, <laughs> but nah, once that happened, it was like, oh, he rapping, rapping. Um, oh, he get rap, rap. Yeah, yeah, because you know they are well, very familiar with Lauren London. Like we from the Crenshaw district. They all seen ATL. So once she posted it, it was like, oh, this nigga really rapping. They start showing up to my shows and shit. <laughs> they started wait. They weren't already pulling up to the show. Boy, hell no. Nah. I, I got so many cut. I got like so many people in my family. After that, they would start posting uh, my music and their stories, right? But in our messages, it had nothing. <laughs> like it had nothing but that one post. I'm like, bro, we've been following each other for eight years. <laughs> it's the first time you post some shit. 
Yeah, nah. I mean, better late than never, right? I ain't tripping. It's it's just funny to me. That's my family. Like I love my family regardless. Like nah, definitely. Okay. I definitely feel like winning over the family is 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 the hardest thing. It depends. Some family just say support you out the gate. Yeah. Which I, I'm kind of glad that no one has ever showed me that type of support because it's not. I, I, I feel like it wouldn't be as genuine. Mm-hmm. I kind of like to prove myself before you just start, you know what I'm saying, supporting me. I feel that. Like, do you yeah. feel like you walk around with a chip on your shoulder? Got something to prove? All the time, man. All the time. In my mind, I still view myself as that hooper that's trying to prove that he can rap. Nowadays, though, when I tell people I used to hoop, they like, what? Like, like they can't even really fathom it. They just see me as an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, nah, I want to be ultra successful, man. Ultra successful. So I always got that chip on my shoulder. Again, I'm Capricorn, man. We very hard, very hard workers. Most definitely. What is How would you define success? Because you say you want to be successful, but success looks different for different people. And mm-hmm. what does that look like to you? I feel like... Success would be, um, of course, owning a large percentage of all your stuff. I'm not going to sit up here and be like, I want to be that dude that owns 100 and everything, but making sure that you create long-term financial stability with the content that you're creating, not someone else. Um, I will also say success... um, means uh, getting to that level of financial stability without having anything flaw in your record, right? Like mm-hmm. you didn't you didn't pop off over here and do this weird shit real quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. <laughs> you didn't do any like faulty shit to get there. You got there not sacrificing your integrity, making sure you stay true to your artistry, the whole nine. Also feel like success would be once you are successful, um, having another artist that you either help break or whatever tied tied to your umbrella, your tree of success. Um, so right now, those are three things. And also just venturing into other levels of the arts. Like I have a theater degree. I want to make sure I get into to TV, to acting. I want to make sure that I get into um, like modeling. I want to make sure I get into fashion, interior design. I'm into all that. So it's just making sure that you are successful in other le- le- other areas of the art, for sure. Interior design? Mm-hmm. Could we see a collaboration with Ikea coming soon? Sure, <laughs> you might, man. You know what I'm saying? We saw Virgil <laughs> Avalon drop that. Yeah, bro, that Ikea Keon connection, you know? <laughs> you might have that Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> that might drop you know what I'm saying it might that's yeah. what's up though that's what's up I definitely respect it I definitely respect it yeah yeah, yeah cause there's not a lot like I, interior design that's the first usually a lot of artists like I wanna get into fashion <sighs> theater film but Interior design is the first for me. I'm real big on the vibes, man. Like, I'm real big on the vibes. Like, even at my crib, if it's not set up the way I want it, I would be very unhappy in my setting. Like, it's got to be. How does it have to be set up? Um, For one, I'm very much a, a clean freak. Like, okay. a neat. Like, it's it's got to be clean as hell. Like, to the point where I could drop something on the floor, pick it up, and eat it. I'm not going to do it, but um, I'm also very big on scents. So it's this place um, called Lake Shrine Meditation okay. Garden. That's in like Palisades. It's mm-hmm. not that far from here. <clears throat> I go to specifically just to make sure I get certain scents to put like in my crib because they scents are fire and they last longer than any like other place. Um, also like the different like array of lights, like the light vibe in here is fire. Um, but I, I appreciate sure. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. We try to create a good yeah. vibe in here. Ikeon approved of in here. All right, we got an Ikeon <laughs> certification. <laughs> but yeah, I make sure that the lights and all that is hidden right and everything. Make sure that like my freaking um my like covers and all that is matching the the different like design in the bathroom and all that, man. So yeah, I'm big on all that. Most definitely, most definitely, definitely respect that. Definitely respect that. Now this is gonna seem like you know. Pretty obvious question, but you know, coming from the Crenshaw district, did Nipsey Hustle have an impact on you? Without a doubt, man. Like without a doubt. Like I'm from Crenshaw, like for real, for real. Born and raised, stayed in the same apartment, damn near like my whole upbringing. Um, before I even knew who like Nip really was on that level, I would just be walking to Louisiana Chicken or to like the Shell to get some snacks, and I see him out there selling his mixtapes. You know what I'm saying? Um, seeing him progress from that. To the Slauson in the House video, or to the Hustle in the House video, um, to ultimately being Grammy nominated, 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's like we literally saw the whole story like play out in front of our eyes. So that's one of the, the reasons when you say like, what a success look like to you. He's one cat that got there without any flaw, without any funny shit on his record, and that's one you know level that I aspire to reach the same exact way. So yeah, Nip, yeah, Nip holds a a dear place in my heart for sure, and will and will forever. Mm, rest in power, Nipsey Hustle. For real, it's still I'm still in disbelief about it every other day. Yeah, man, it, it was just crazy because I mean, like one of the the, the biggest like factors in us like pro- progressing with music was like Lauren London posting our stuff. So yeah, to to go from that to like shortly after that him passing was really wild. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I understand that. Well, let's get on a lighter note. Mm-hmm. So one of my questions is, how do you know, or what experience do you have to have in the music industry to feel like you've finally made it, or do you already feel like that? I don't think I'll ever feel like that. Really? I don't think I will ever feel like I finally made it. I don't think I will ever reach that point. I'm looking. I'm trying to find it. <laughs> like I'm trying to. I don't think that's ever gonna happen. I don't think it ever happen. I don't think it ever happen. Cause I don't think music is gonna be something where I just like ah I did it. I feel like there will always be levels that I want to like reach and get to. Like right now, it's you know it's 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 the projects that we're really releasing rap and singing. Ultimately, I want to get to a level where I'm like, again, I want to get into television. Like I want to do something with like sheet music or score music. You know what I'm saying? Like I want mm-hmm. to learn how to play instruments. Like I always want to evolve um, musically. I don't think I, I'm ever going to reach a point where I think, where I think I've arrived. Well, definitely. Well, speaking of evolving then, how do you know in your mind when it's going to click where you're like, Hey, I have to, it's time to change. It's time to evolve. When I don't like, what I'm doing no more mm-hmm. like um, the project that I I created with TG before this it was a totally different project to the point where we released this and it, it, it got a great um, it got a great reception but a lot of people's like wow this is surprising you know what I'm saying um, and a lot of that took place because after we made the previous project it was really hard for me to to create music just because I wasn't enjoying the things that I was singing about no more. And that's why Dollar and a Promise, the record that we started with, is such an important record because that was one of the first records where it was just like, hey, I've arrived at this place physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. This is who I am right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, when, once I get just, I can no longer find fun, value, entertainment, and what I'm creating, I know it's time to find something else. Most definitely, most definitely. So, Really good question. When you walk away from music, what do you want your legacy to look like? And what do you want people to take away from your musical career? I want, for one, for starters, I want to be an artist that is known as creating his own lane, his own sound. I also want um, to be an artist that is known to evolve. Like with each project, you get a different person. I always want people... I also want people to enjoy music videos. I'm real big on music videos. Mm-hmm. Um, as our brand and as our team grows, I, I want that to just get bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and again, I also, regardless of like wherever we get, if we, not even if, but once we get to a point when we are successful, I want to make sure that I help um, as many other artists as possible. Same position I was in when I wish someone that like would have helped me. I want to make sure I do that for as many other people as possible. So. Mm-hmm. How important is it for you to build a bridge for others to cross over as well? It's very important, man. There's so many dope people out here, man. Like one artist that is real good at that and will eat forever off of it is Gucci, man. Like every dope Atlanta artist is tied to Gucci's legacy at some point. From the Migos to Thug to Future to Mike Will Made It to Zaytoven, regardless if you want to count him, Atlanta, Oakland, whatever. Like, everything that comes out of Atlanta goes through Gucci. Mm-hmm. So Gucci is forever going to eat in Atlanta. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm real big on that, making sure you, once you make it through the door, it's your job to, to hold the door open for as many other people as possible. That's your job. So yeah. Most definitely, most definitely. Do you have a mentor or do you have someone who helps mentor you throughout this music industry? That you give thanks to? The person I look to for guidance is this guy right here, TG right here. So he's been <clears throat> in the industry for, <laughs> yeah. he done made his, his rounds. Um, and yeah, I make sure that it, regardless if it's a, like, do you like this song or how should we move about with this or what you think about this? I damn near don't make any decision without 
him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, damn near to the point where I don't even like going to the studio without, bro. So, yeah, I would, I would say, like, that's how I view our partnership for sure. Most definitely. How were you guys able to build that trust? <sighs> yeah, <laughs> that's very true, man. We got over so many songs, dude. I think that it was just locking in in the studio. Like, we literally have over 500 songs that we recorded together. And it's so much, like, just honest, like, feedback, too. Um, and I think that that played a part into everything. But just us just locking in the studio, for real, and just building that chemistry and that relationship. Most definitely. So earlier you were mentioning how you were creating a lot of visuals and how visuals are very important to you. It's important for those to be on brand. So what is the Keon Bell brand? The Keon Bell brand is versatility, is okay. what I view it as. Um, none of our songs, none of our videos are going to sound alike, going to look alike, right? Okay. We got a song that's doing well in the city uh, with AZ Sway, who I mentioned I'm a huge fan of, uh, No Concept. Um, and then we also got another song that's doing well, it's Dollar and the Promise, right? Those are two totally contrasting songs. The videos are totally contrasting. So I make sure that I show those different elements in the video. We got a song like Would You Mind that's basically like a love ballad, you know what I'm saying, type of song. Then we got another song like Top Flow that's just upbeat. Um, and that video is is um, a playoff Friday after next. Um, so I just make sure with each song, each video, whatever, it's different. And that's what I want, like, our brand to be long-term is you are, I'm never going to be one of those artists where you hear, like, I got a new song and you're going to be able to to kind of guesstimate what the song sounds like at all. Okay. Okay. So speaking of versatility and just diving into different things, what's one aspect sonically that you want to dive into that you haven't dived into yet? Um, I want to do a musical, man. Like, like that's long like term. A full, like, like a full that's line that's long term down the line. Um, I want to do that, but I also want to do like a dope like ballad, like a nineteen fifties like Frank Sinatra type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like one of those, like a rap hat type thing. It's gonna sound like I'm I'm trash, but who's that? Oh, you know, it's Frank Sinatra and all. Oh, oh yeah, no, no. See, now I sound even more trash. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but yeah, something like that, like a 1950s ballad, like somebody who who I'm a fan of that has transcended it and, and kind of like it made it dope was CeeLo Green. You a CeeLo fan? You, yeah. He got this song with Melanie Fiona. I don't even think she was on original, but it's called like "I'm a Fool for You" or whatever. And it's it's literally like a bat, like a 1950s ish. Ballad. And then even that song, he got like that Fuck You song. That's very like 1950s, 60s-ish. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, I get where you're coming so from. So I want to do one of those and make it kind of like pop-ish. Like how Andre did with um with uh, the Shake It Like a Polaroid Picture joint. You know what hey, I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. something that's kind of like throwback West Side Story-ish, but like, okay. <laughs> like of today's genre and, and, and like a big pop record. So my favorite brand or genre music is pop really has Mm -hmm. it always been pop well it's always been what's popular so i guess so but um no honestly no that's a lie it hasn't been i was very much one of those guys that i'm oh is he rapping what the lyrics say what the punchline say what the (laughs) matter i was one of those but i have since moved on from that and i i'm a fan of the record like the thing that I try to make sure that we uh, capture on every record is the replay value. Like, can this be on repeat? Will somebody want to hear this on repeat without getting tired of it? Um, so, yeah, I've evolved from the, oh, he got to be rapping type shit. To replay value. Yeah. Okay, so with that being said, what do you, your opinion do you feel like is replay value? Or what, in your opinion, gives a song replay value? I feel like <clears throat> what gives a song replay value is <clears throat> um, the catchiness for sure, right? That's mm-hmm. the first thing is how catchy is this? But that is just one element of it because it can be songs that are extremely catchy um, and it got it, it's popping for like a week. But if a song is catchy, the subject matter is good and it's not like, corny croony and a lot of people can relate to it like if you put a little enough bait on the hook to reel as many people in um and then also caption music you gotta have lines that people want to tweet that people want to say that the people want yeah you gotta have those lines that people want to put out there um and, it, and of course the 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 quality of the audio 
um, and then the melody too. Like you mix all that in there because it's it's very hard to get some catchy stuff with no melody. Like you gotta have something that gets stuck in people's head that they want to sing. So I'll say like um, <clears throat> melody, them quotables, subject matter, catchiness. Mm-hmm. When you create a song, since you just mentioned how important the melody is, do you start there? Yeah, if a song don't have a melody, I probably won't even like it. Uh, I try to find, as soon as I hear that beat, I try to find that pocket. I try to find what's going to catch. Like, I try to find what's going to be catchy to the point where after you hear this, you're going to be singing it for the rest of the day. That's the first thing I look for, actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you also mentioned it's got to have quotables and stuff like that. What are some of your favorite quotables for some of your favorite artists? <laughs> um, Ever. Oh, okay. Uh, Lil Wayne. Oh my god! <laughs> I could go a little way quotable yeah, on, like man. for life, man. Stop letting the messy hoes mess with your business. Like that's a fire quotable. Drake, focus on women and you get less done. Uh, Wiz Khalifa, instead of worrying about who that bitch fucking, won't you get you some money? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like come on, yeah, yeah. Those are some of my like favorites right there. Nah, it's funny that you mentioned that because it's like so much of that transitions into just like social media and just mm-hmm. feeding the awareness. Cause you'll see that in captions. Yeah. You'll see people tweet that out. And that just is like a part of just spreading the awareness of the song. And that's that's what I was talking about earlier. Like learn the game, study the game, and then adapt, bro. Like if you notice this is what your core fans are looking for, they're looking for some stuff to say, like feed them. Like feed them. You gotta give them that. So yeah. I, I feel it. So Keon Bell's a student of the game. Yeah, without a doubt, I listen to music all day. Every clearly, I got 119 hours of my damn self. Right, (laughs) (laughs) the equivalent of watching the tape, right? Like, right, (laughs) I'm watching the hell out the highlights. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I listen to music all day, every day. Like, I don't care if I'm walking from like my apartment to my car. I have my headphones in, listening to music. Then I get into my car and turn on the same song I'm listening to. Mm -hmm. What's the last song you were listening to? The last song that I was listening to, let's see. Because uh, I had this on repeat all day, too. What is it? Uh, shit, that's trash. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, never mind. Nah, nah, because it was me. But, uh, <laughs> but outside of me, not counting, <laughs> not counting me, it was Flick It Up. It was Flick It Up. Okay. my bro, Reason and Ab Soul. All right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, flick yeah, it up. you recently flick dropped it. Up. Yeah, 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 yeah. You recently dropped that. Yeah, I had that on repeat. Ab Soul went crazy on that track man to talk about quotables quotables the absolute infinity stone in game for my enemies ho yeah nah so hey, that's all yeah definitely <laughs> i was about to say you mentioned how it was yourself man you're trying to add another hour to that right <laughs> <laughs> right it's gonna be 124 by the time we done no nah, dead ass look it's me reason in the weekend am i am i like reason <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I cannot hate on artists who support themselves, bro. Like, <laughs> I gotta, man, I gotta see what the album was sounding like. As as weird as this may sound, I try to put myself in different like mind states and listen to it as a different consumer. If that makes sense, no, that's not rocking. Cool. All right, I'm a narcissist, <laughs> right? It's like, would I share this with my friends or not? Yeah, I try to listen to it as different like people to see like how somebody may have liked this or how like a man would have liked this song or how a woman would have liked this song or how a woman that hates men would have liked this song. <laughs> so, type of thing, yeah. Do you feel like when you make music you kind of think about what audiences you're catering to with it? Mhm. I try to I try to grab as many as possible, okay. but there are some songs where it's like you got to do this for these people, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But what I try to do is I try to stay in the middle. And, and grab as many people as possible, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of, like, when you go to a niche, like, yeah. what niche do you generally go to? Women. Okay. <laughs> of course. Most of our biggest supporters are, are women, man. Hey, man, shout out to the women. Shout out to the ladies, man. Shout out to the ladies. Shout out to the key hive. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, I, if I'm going to do it for anybody, I'm for sure do it for the ladies. Did I just turn myself into... <laughs> That came out very D'Angelo ish. <laughs> if I'm gonna do it for anybody, I'm gonna do it for the ladies. <laughs> Can't believe I just said that shit. <laughs> but yeah, bro. Oh, man. God damn it. See, this man to turn me RB, bro. <laughs> Hey man, there's nothing wrong with R&B, man. Usher's had a great career. Miguel's had a great career. Like, if I'ma do it for anybody, I'ma do it for the lady. 
<laughs> Why you gotta squint though? Why you gotta squint though? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, dog. I got possessed by the goddamn R&B spirit. But yeah, man. Ladies, I love y'all. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's oh, up. Man. Speaking on that, we're getting towards the end of this interview. Are there yeah. any people that you want to shout out or any announcements that you would like to make? Um, I want to shout out myself. I guess that fits after 120 hours. <laughs> no, I want to shout out the whole the whole Jurassic team, man. Again, like it, this is not just me at all. Like, I probably do the least amount of work. <laughs> shout out to 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 Ray to TG produced the entirety of the original tape, engineered the entirety of it, even with my last second changes. Um, shout out to Starks, our video guy is ridiculous. Shout out to Jay Real, um, helping with the writing, Tubbs helping with the writing, Ryan helping with the writing. Shout out my boy Fields, who's um, working like crazy right now. Is another one of our artists. Shout out Leah. Um, shout out KP West when it comes to to content. Shout out uh, Dave. Shout out Dre. Man, Worldwide Dre is the cat that he he done added so much crazy production on um on the deluxe version and also the stuff that we got. Um, in the works. Uh, shout out my boy Ray too. Yeah, shout out the whole team. Shout out the the whole gang. Um, you're in my dream. Out now. The deluxe out now. And also, we got two special albums coming up for y'all. So make sure y'all stay tuned on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what are your socials? Socials are X I A N underscore Bell. I know it's spelled funky, but it's pronounced Keon. So X I A N underscore B E L L. Um, all across the board. So make sure y'all tap in and follow up and and get some of the new stuff we got dropping. Most definitely. Any up and coming performances? Um, I know we got some. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We at the script club for the ladies. <laughs> The strip club for the ladies on Monday at Crazy Girls. You feel me? If I'm gonna do it for any, no. <laughs> but yeah, we had Crazy Girls on Monday. Oh, that's right what's now. up. Will you be performing? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna do a little some, some. Some for the ladies. Some huh? for, some for scribbles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be performing. That's what's up. So if you're tapped into this and you're around the area, stop by Crazy Girls. Mm-hmm. Catch Keon Bell there doing it for the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that part. <laughs> most definitely, most definitely. Keon, it was a pleasure to have you here in the studio today. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming through. Thank you so much for bringing your team. Yep. I wish you nothing but the best moving forward. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, you'll come back sometime next year to talk about your next project. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. We we fam now. Open door policy. I put that in there. No, <laughs> nah, it's most definitely an open door policy. Yeah. I'm always open to having any artists who've always come on the show to come back. It's like right. I love to talk about like the development, the growth, and just see artists like taking it to the next level. That's right. Well, yeah, appreciate you for having us in here. Y'all will be seeing us very soon. So yeah. All right, I really appreciate it. This is DJ Odyssey. I'm here with my guest, Keon Bell. It's lit. And we out. (laughs) Have a good night.